Welcome to Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dom went from a life of organized crime to federal prison. There, God saved him and set him free. Soon after his release, he attended seminary and received his master's degree and is now the senior pastor of Desert Sky Baptist Church, where he serves with a passion for biblical theology right here in Casa Grande. Now let's join our host, Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. Pastor Dominic Grimaldi here with Street Talk Theology, where we take theology and bring it to the streets. Man, it's always good to be with you guys. Really, really is. It's it's an honor to be able to sit here and, and do some radio with you guys. And this is the last, um, let me see, the last show for the fourth season. This will, this show will probably air probably just before before Christmas, and then we'll take a maybe a two-week hiatus, and then we'll get back with Street Talk, and I'll open up with season five. But I do want to close with season four, driving solo today. And, man, give me a shout-out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. I'm just praising God for being who he is. You know, Augustine, Augustine said something interesting that maybe I'm going to look at a little bit today. It says, before God made heaven and earth, before he made the saints, where did he dwell? He dwelt in himself. The, the holiness of God, the, the things of God that are so hard to understand uh, sometimes. And, and those are the things sometimes we can speak about that, you know, like the Bible says we see through a glass darkly. You know, sometimes I go down to the the cafe down in the Fry's parking lot and people will hear me talk and stuff like that. And they'll say, I, I know you, I know I hear you on the radio because of your accent and stuff. So, so praise God for that. Hopefully I'm giving some encouragement to the community, but I did, I did really want to talk a little bit about the holiness of God. And, you know, God is a, he's, he's a holy God. And, and we think about uh, Moses, right? The burning bush and, you know, the, the fire was there, but the bush did not burn out. And Moses, um, take off your shoes uh, because you're on holy ground. And even the uh, captain of the host, who could have been a pre-incarnate Christ, with Joshua. That's an interesting uh, colloquy that happens between Joshua and the the captain of the Lord's army. When Joshua tells him, you know, whose side are you on? And basically the captain of the host says, no, that's the wrong question. The question is, whose side are you on? Joshua was, was told to remove his sandals because, again, he was on holy ground. And I think, I really do, I think sometimes we, me first, me first, so I'm I'm, I'm preaching to myself first, and I'm, I'm not really preaching, but I'm always preaching, right? I'm a preacher uh, by God's grace. But I think we, re we, we have to be careful of just looking at God in like a ho-hum fashion, so to speak. He's a holy God. And the Bible says, as he is holy, you know, we have to be holy. So, you know, we think about those things. And, and you know, obviously, with Christmas coming up, and I know a lot of um, sermons, I mean, uh, are really uh, Christmas sermons are, are looked at from specific texts. 
But I, I think one of the the things that we can speak about in, in during our Christmas season um, is, you know, what about the first chapter of John, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. I mean, this is a, an amazing uh, text. And then, you know, if you look at that, it's almost like a parallel to you know, what's spoken in Genesis, right? The Bible tells us in the New Testament that God, that Christ is the one that spoke the world into existence. Just think about this. The word, the logos, Jesus Christ already existed before the world was created because he is the creator of the world. And there was that eternal relationship among the members of the Godhead. Another thing, so hard to understand the, the, the holiness, the Trinitarianness of God, you know. Again, these things are so countercultural. You know, when you, when you speak about these things in the world that we live today, you know why? Because people just want to understand everything. And the problem is we are not going to understand everything, especially in the things of God, especially the dimension. I mean, God is, is other dimensional, something that, you know, and we, I think that, uh, again, me first, we want to be careful to bring God down to our level. I tell people this all the time, and you, and I'm not trying to be funny by no stretch of the imagination, but I, I ask people, who's the opposite of God? And a lot of times you'll hear people say, say, no, that's not, that's the wrong answer. Nobody's opposite of God. In the divine hierarchy, God is very God and there's nobody opposite of him. Now, the opposite of the devil, and again, in the divine hierarchy, is Michael the archangel. That's that would be the spiritual kind of equal. Notice what 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 Michael said when uh, concerning the body of Moses. Michael says, "The Lord rebuke you, because there's nobody higher than God." And then this is again such an honor and a privilege that we as saints can come before this this holy throne of God. You know, uh, David Wells said something interesting. He said in, in most evangelical churches, this is uh, David Wells saying, not me, but in most evangelical churches, he says God's truth is too distant and his grace too ordinary and his judgment too gentle and his, or his gospel too easy. In other words, Christ has become too common. And we have to realize that this God, this holy God, is able to what? Either eternally kill or eternally make alive. And this is why the in, in the Gospels it says, you know, don't, don't worry about your body. Worry about your souls, you know, because God is one that can not only, you know, yes, you can die. But if you are rightly related to Christ, no, you won't die. Your body might for a season, but the Bible says absent with the body, present with the Lord. So I just want to bring about this, this holiness of God 
atmosphere, if, if I can, today. You know, I was reading a commentator. I, I forgot his first name. I, I have some books by him here. I can maybe see. I don't want to go too far away from the mic. And I, I let me see. I know his last name is Lightheart. I was reading a, a commentary or something he said. I don't know if it was a commentary he wrote, but I was reading in, in um, the Gospel of John where it says that the the light who meaning Christ separated from the darkness. Let me see if I can get it. I don't want to misspeak here. Let me just take my Bible and go to John 1 for a second. You guys are there. You want to follow. Again, give me a shout out, Pastor Grimaldi at Gmail. Just kind of musing with you, last show of the fourth season. Um, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Praise the Lord. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and apart from him, nothing came into being that has, has come into being, nothing. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overtake it. Now, in reading Lightheart, I I was interesting the darkness that did not overtake it. And in the in the context, I know I'm all over the map here, but this is just great stuff. I mean, in the context of the Gospel of John, the darkness of that time would be Judaism, and the light would be the light of the Gospel. You remember Nicodemus came to Jesus by night representing the the teachings of Judaism. And and I think here again this the light of the gospel. Now we can talk and I know in other aspects the darkness can be the darkness of the world and 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 aspects like that but I think in this context the darkness of Judaism could never ever supplement the true light. And again, any type of works righteousness will never be able to supplement the true light. Now, we are created unto good works. Now, please hear that. But that's only because one is born again. It's nothing we do. It's all that he does. And then when that born again experience happens... Then the Bible says we're created for good works. We can't put, we got to make sure that we don't put the cart before the horse. And that's sometimes done. And again, we know, uh, and, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory as the only begotten from the father, full of grace and truth. This is the condescendingness of Christ. Being God of very God, the holy God, the living God, the God who spoke the world into existence, Jesus Christ, as the Bible tells us, came down to be with his people. No other God, because first of all, there is no other God, but no other mythical God, little g, that's proclaimed in other religious groups, no other Again, little God, but the God that we serve condescendingly came down to dwell upon man. And the Bible says he is the true light coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, but the world did not know him. 
again, something to ponder during this Christmas season. Ending season season four, just speaking about the the holiness of God. Holy, holy, holy. The prophet Isaiah was undone before this God of very God. And Isaiah was a priest. And then you think about um, when Christ in his coming down, I mean, still very God of very God, but putting on the cloth of humanity, so to speak, when he would be eating with his disciples, John would put his head on his bosom, right? But when John saw him in the book of Revelation, in his resurrected body, the Bible says John fell dead. So we see that this God of very God would come down for the sake of his people. Just interesting, just something to think about, something to be so thankful for, that we have a God in Christ that would come for his people. The word becoming flesh. And that's when you get to the, you know, before you, before you get to the manger, right? Before, and this is, and this is the problem with, with, with Christmas, so to speak. And it's in its, in its secular sense. Everybody wants to keep Christ in a manger. No, 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 no. That's not, you see, you got to keep Christ where he was before. God of very God. See, the world wants to keep this, this baby Jesus in a manger. No, we want to, we want to go well before the manger to the God in Christ, Christ himself, who is the word, who is the Lagos. He is the one, the holy one. Holy, holy, holy one who spoke the world into existence. See, that's the Christ that the world does not celebrate. But as long as they can keep Christ in the manger, that's okay. That's okay. But that's not where he began. And that's the message of Christmas. That's the message that we have to look at. The holiness of God. You can't keep Christ in the manger. Because that does us no good. And it does you no good. Just some Christmas thoughts, if I may. I says, I'm all over the map today. Didn't even have my coffee yet. I said, I wanted to get this done. I don't want uh, Big Al to be on me. My love Al, man, what a great producer. Uh, thanking Grace FM too. I mean, you know, the radio station down there at ninety one, and and Al, and you guys have been so good, and and Eric, and just Pastor Pat, just allowing um, me to get on the radio, and and we're grateful here as a church here in Desert Sky. But again, just speaking and musing on the holiness of God as we close out season four. And I'll be preaching on some of this stuff during the Christmas holiday. 
So as we continue reading this kind of musing over the gospel of John, just the significance, the significance of, of realizing of what God has done for us in Christ. You know, we don't want to be ho-hum again about this, and not, for choice of better words. We want to look at our God in Christ as someone who is holy. And, and, it, and, 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 and it's because of what Christ done for us that we're actually able to approach this holy God. Because the Father who dwells in everlasting light with the Son and the Spirit, when you pray to the Father, you have to pray in Christ's name in the sense knowing that the Father does, cannot look upon you because the Father cannot look upon sin. He's holy, but he looks to Christ. See, when you go to the Father, the Father doesn't look at us. He looks at Jesus. He looks at his Son. He looks at our sin-bearer, God of very God. Condescending again, coming from the thrones of eternity, past. Again, if I can look for my quote, I'd love to repeat um, what Augustine said, just in case somebody tuned in late. Before God made heaven and earth, before he made the saints, or before he spoke the world into existence, he dwelt in himself. He doesn't need no sustaining. He's all sustaining. This is why we serve a God who can do anything for his people. I've been praying for revival, wanting to see revival, because God is a revival God, and he can bring revival at any time. Because we serve a holy God, a living God, living and active. And his word is living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. Sharper than a two-edged sword. And then the Bible says the word became flesh. He became flesh. Yes, Jesus became flesh, but he did not cease being God. He still possessed divine attributes, full of grace and truth, both divine and human. He is the unique one, begotten from the Father. He is and will always be one of a kind. And that is why the virgin birth is so important. As again, we soon start our Christmas season. You know, um, Wow, 22 minutes already. Goes fast. But I, I love interacting um, with you. It's always an honor to um, serve you here on the radio. And I'm telling you, if you don't have a church to go to, if you're new to Casa Grande, Desert Sky Baptist Church here at 891 Courtson, uh, go to DesertSkyBaptist.org. I always tell people, you need to read websites, statements of faith. We have extensive readings on who we are as a church. We don't have three or four things on there. 
We have extensive statements of who we are, what we believe. We attend highly to the sovereignty of God, and we're thankful for all that God has done for his people. A salvation that we do not deserve. A salvation that's only bought and paid for by the living Christ, who condescended, went on the cross for his people, died on the cross, and rose again. See, you can't deal with incarnation. You can't keep Christ in the manger. Because when you deal with incarnation, you have to deal with resurrection. And that's where the world don't want to go. Again, the world loves Christ in a manger, but not the resurrected Christ. The one that John had fell down dead. The one that Peter jumped into the sea when he seen the resurrected Christ. Because he knew he was a sinner because he seen the holiness, the resurrected Christ. And that's how I want to end season four this year. Looking forward to season five, the new beginnings. And just thankful that I can spend some time with you guys here at Grace FM. Thanking Calvary Chapel for allowing us to uh, be on the station. And um, again, thankful for all that put that into effect. So as I close out, I close out with a benediction to everyone that's listening today. I close out with this benediction. May the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob the God of the universe in Christ, bless and keep all of you in Christ's name. And this is Street Talk Theology. My name is Pastor Dominic Grimaldi, where we take theology and we bring it to the streets. Thank you for joining us for Street Talk Theology with Pastor Dominic Grimaldi. You can visit Pastor Dom at Desert Sky Baptist Church at 891 West Corson Road, Casa Grande. And for more information, visit us online at www.desertskybaptist.org.